Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Free My Thinkers. If you've never heard the term black pilled, or if you have heard it and don't understand what it means, allow me to enlighten you. Black pilled means to sum it up accurately, you are a pessimist. You don't believe in the bright side. You don't believe that things will change or that things will improve. And I want to address this because I've seen and I've heard so many people that are black pilled that they don't realize that what they rail against, what they feel so dour about is changing or already has been changed. Take, for example, the quote, woke agenda. People believed that it would never change, that companies that pushed the woke agenda would always do so despite the rejection or, to put it better, the objection of the common people, the normies. And that changed with the boycott or protest or however you would like to see it of Bud Light. When that happened and is still ongoing, black pillars couldn't believe it. They absolutely could not believe it. Black pillars could not believe it so much so that even to this day, they move the goalpost on what would be a successful stand against the woke agenda. Initially, some people said it wouldn't last more than a weekend. Then it wouldn't last more than a week. Then it wouldn't last more than a month. Well, they, they, they won't lose much money. They lost billions. Oh, well, they won't lose 10%. They lost 15. Well, they, lo they won't lose 20. They lost 25. They won't lose 30. They lost 30. Well, they, 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 they won't. They, they're still not going to go out of business. They are literally selling off their smaller assets right now just to stay afloat. But that's what black pillars do. Black pillars are so used to seeing the downside, the negative side. They have given up in such a way that they don't even see the win. Bud Light was a catalyst. All other corporate entities are paying attention. Remember when Target did its pride thing? The tuck-friendly bathing suits and all the things proudly displayed at the very front um, of their stores. And do you remember what Target said? What the internal Target memos were? We don't want to be another Bud Light. Some stores pushed their things, their pride merchandise to the back of the store. Some stores simply took it down. Black Pillars didn't see that. Starbucks then saw what happened with Target and Bud Light, and they took down their pride support as well. Major League Baseball did it. There were several entities that saw the backlash that Bud Light caught and did not want to be on the receiving end of it. Bud Light lost billions, over 20% of their market share, gone. But black pillars don't see that. And I say this to all my people out there that may be black pillars, or you have black pillars surrounding you, constantly in your ear. 
that every time you bring up something positive that the normal people have accomplished, they'll always say, yeah, well, but this or yeah, well, but that. No, winning does not necessarily mean the utter defeat of the woke agenda. Winning is simply the agenda being put in its proper place. Winning isn't necessarily the bankruptcy or the destruction or the corporate entities going out of business. That's not necessarily a win. A win is seeing them stop forcing the agenda down our throats. A win is seeing them do a 180 on all the garbage and nonsense that they push. That's a win. And we are winning. Normal people are winning. You don't have to see the downfall of your enemy to understand what a win is. As a matter of fact, it was summed up best by this line in Iron Man 2. If you can make God bleed, then people will cease to believe in him. And they will be blood in the water. And the sharks will come. You see, the win in that situation wasn't the fact that, and I'm referring to the movie here, it wasn't the fact that he beat or defeated Iron Man on that racetrack. It was he showed that Iron Man was beatable. So you have a lot of other people coming out of the woodwork. That's what winning is, and that's what black pillars don't see. But life showed all those people who were on the fence about what they could do to stop the woke agenda, the corporate woke agenda into mainstream America and to American homes. The Bud Light boycott showed, wait a minute, we can actually make companies stop it. We can make them tone down, if not fully pull back on the agenda that they push. I think people often forget the majority, the word majority in the phrase silent majority. Because so often we focus on the silent and the silent is what let things get this far that we forget that the normal people are the majority, that we can shut it down, that we can absolutely have our voices heard and our thoughts respected by refraining to spend money with those that do not share our values or at least decide they want to push values that aren't ours down our throats. Unlike other entities, the Wokies, the leftists, Antifa, BLM, the silent majority, the normies, we don't have to go out into the streets and scream and shut down traffic, tear up property, burn down shit act a complete ass and embarrass ourselves in public and on camera? No, that's not something we have to do. Because until otherwise proven so, money makes the world go round. And by numbers, the majority have the most money. So if that majority suddenly withholds that money, you will see entities, people, and businesses act right. You see, I have never believed in the phrase too big to fail. I was snapped out of that when I worked in the financial services industry back in the early 2000s, right at the time of the housing crash. Black pillars need to realize that nothing is too big to fail. The largest insurance group in America failed and needed the government to bail them out. Automakers 
American automakers, foundations of the American industrial complex failed and needed the government to bail them out. You don't think that companies like Bud Light and Target and Starbucks, you don't think they can fail just because they're part of the current generational lexicon? No. Spit up that black pill. There is nothing that is too big to fail. Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae failed. Two of the largest financial institutions in America needed government bailout because they failed. Nothing is too big to fail, especially if you have the majority working against it. The almighty Walt Disney Corporation is celebrating its 100th year in existence and is on the verge of utter collapse because of the woke agenda. Black Pillar said, it'll never go under. Disney can never go down. Massive layoffs throughout their corporations on every single level. Begging for partners, selling off assets, looking for any way to bring money in. Because that silent majority withheld their money. That silent majority spoke up and pushed back. So black pillars, open your eyes, spit that pill out, and recognize there is hope. Nothing is too big to fail. And as I heard in a movie once before, all empires fall. There are no exceptions. Next. Okay, so I might be a little petty on this one, y'all. Y- your man Tucker might be a little petty on this one, but when the f*** do we get our apology? And when I say we and our, I mean us, the normies, the regular people, the people that spoke up against the bullshit from the moment we smelled it. For example, the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine. When do y'all think we're going to get an apology on that? I'm just saying, Fauci has been proven to be a liar or at the very least misinformed. Donald Trump, who said that it came from China and everybody blamed a rise in Asian hate crimes on him, even though one, the virus did come from the lab in Wuhan, China, and two, the quote, Asian hate crimes were committed by Asians. Where's our apologies for that? Where is our apologies for people who stood up against the vaccine? For people who said, one, high school level health, there is no cure for a virus. And it was pushed as a cure. It was pushed as this will stop COVID-19. It was pushed as it will stop transmission and it will stop you from getting it. All lies. A lot of us knew it. A lot of us understood it. We look past the media hype and the media propaganda. So for all of us who stood strong and refused to take that vaccine and we told y'all it was bullshit, where's our apology? When you find out that it wasn't thoroughly tested, it doesn't stop transmission, it doesn't prevent you from catching it, it does weaken your natural immune system. And for all of us who said these things, because we understood that something as complex as you said the COVID-19 virus was, that y'all had a cure in a year, in about a year, for something that complex. Come on, man. We knew it was bullshit, and those of us who didn't partake of it have been proven right. Where's our apology? And the reason I do this pettiness right now 
is because you must understand that I've had to learn this the hard way. That the other side, the far left side, the wackos, the propagandists, those who would deem themselves the ideological enemy, they want an apology for everything that disagrees with them, whether it is correct or not, whether it is based in fact and reason or not. They want an apology anytime they feel offended. Well, on this side, the normal side, we've been proven right time and time again. So where's our apology? And on a personal note, where is Big Brother Tucker's apology from all those crazy ass folks that got on my ass talking about how I was wrong for disavowing the strike, calling it a scam, calling it bullshit? Where's my apology? Because as every day goes on, you're seeing how much it is proven true. Sarah Silverman has already come out and called it scamming and hypocritical. Zachary Levi has come out twice and said how stupid it was. So where's my apology? I told you that it was all bullshit. Actors are still being allowed to act. So I was right. And it's simple. I really don't expect it. I don't. But what I do expect is no, no. No, no. Let me stop that too. I don't expect that either. What I hope here is that lefties that are now apparently listening to my voice and watching my videos and listening to the podcast, the next time that you feel offended and you demand an apology, think about all this shit that you haven't said my bad about. Next. I'm going to talk about something that is going to sound like an oxymoron. That is the regression of progressives or to be, or to do it another way, the regression of progression. You see, I keep up with events. Sometimes they may hit my radar a little later than normal, but I do keep up with current events, things that are in the news cycle, more or less things that either interest me or I believe are going to affect me. One of those things that I've done several segments on to all those that have been listening, thank you again, appreciate it. That is the culture war. And to be more specific, the fake racism, the race baiting, the phantom racism. I've called it many things. My favorite is phantom racism. Interestingly enough, the race baiting, the um, phantom racism comes from the left, the progressives and the people that they rile up. And you can take this next part of the statement however you want it. But the people that they tend to rile up are low IQ people. They are very lowest common denominator style people. And what I mean by that is these are people that do not think for themselves. These are people that believe everything that is told to them, even the thing that's contradictory to the other thing that was told to them. And it comes from the people who they say are on their side. I'm leaning more here into the black culture, black community. I've played a segment by Malcolm X in previous segments that I've done before. And I'm going to play it again here because I feel that it really helps drive the point home. Now, what you're going to hear is 
very specific, but I'm going to bring it out to a broader topic. Check out Malcolm X. In this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. And the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Now, here is what I am saying about this. What he said there has been completely and totally dismissed, but has proven truer and truer over time. Do you know who gets more offended about supposed racist things than black people? White liberals, white progressives. They find themselves more offended by things than we ourselves do because they stoke that racial flame. And honestly, until they say it's racist, most of black people don't think it's racist. Another example, another thing that I'm going to use here that will actually drive my point home is something that I use in several examples when talking to people about this very thing. There is a scene in the first Matrix movie. I'm going to play the scene and let you see exactly what I'm talking about. So check this out. And don't worry about the days. What days? That face. How did you know? Oh, what's really going to bake your noodle later on is, would you still have broken it if I hadn't said anything? In that scene, let me tell you how it plays out in current world, in the picture that I'm painting for you. The vase is racism. We, the common people, are Neo. The oracle represents the progressives, white liberals, the media, all that. Now, when put in that context, the media tells us, watch out for that racist act. We turn around looking for it, bump into something, go, oh, oh, dang, that, that was racist, wasn't it? And then the media behind closed doors is going, I wonder if they thought it was racist if I didn't say anything. Think about it. 
take the media, take white liberals, take all that stuff out of it. Take these people that claim to be on our side. Take them out of it. Look at each incident for exactly what it is. And do you still think it's racist? Because there are things that are overtly racist that they don't say anything about. That they don't say a damn thing about. I will give you the example. As y'all can tell, I love my movies. I will give you an example using a movie. To me, the second Transformers movie was easily the most cringe, if not racist, then racially insensitive film I've seen. They had two Transformers in that movie, two Autobots, the twins. They were stereotypical black teens. You go watch that movie. That's because you the one. You just me to that car, right? So, Ooh, I think he's scared. What are we going to do with this shrimp taco? Let me just bump a cap in his ass, throw him in the truck, and then nobody going to know nothing, not me. Not in my trunk. You'll bump a car? Check it out. I'm hearing you, okay? I'm right here, and I can hear you. No one's popping any caps in any asses, okay? I've had a hell of a day. Why don't you get a haircut with your bitch ass? Old school, yo. That That's like, that's a Cybertronian. Oh, that's some serious stuff right there. They gotta mean something, like a message. Read? Nah, we, 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 no, we, we don't really do much reading. They talked in slang. One of them had a gold tooth. And then they made the really overt stereotypical thing going, oh, no, nah, man, we, we don't do that reading thing. Nah, we, we don't read. And nobody said shit. But then you'll have a movie based in Europe, based in fantasy or whatever, whatever. But that film is racist because it, it lacked diversity. They are telling us what the racism is while being very racist. Hence the topic, the regression of progression. Civil rights leaders fought to get equal and fair treatment to African-Americans. And yet you have places now saying how we should have our own dorms on college campuses. We should have our own spaces. And the lowest common denominator the low IQ people are trumpeting that. They are parenting that. They are supporting that. That's nothing more than segregation. The very thing that people marched and died for, they now have y'all believing that it's a good idea. Not only that, but because they are your supposed ideological friends, you are helping them in segregation. Remember when our great-grandparents and our grandparents thought that that whole whites only thing was bullshit. Our great-grandparents marched and got dogs sicked on them and hit with water hoses so black and white could eat together, sit together, walk together. And now they are telling us that we should have our own space. And we're like, yeah, we shouldn't have to sit with y'all. And notice where it is taking place in the cultural battle. It's taking place in colleges. It is taking place at the very foundation of the next generation. Even in the high schools, when they try to do that, push that CRT shit, they are trying to get it in the foundation. That is why they are so insistent upon pushing agendas in the youth. Because young minds are easily molded and once they set, they are very hard to break. These same people are telling y'all, that us people, normal folks, logical thinkers, we are the ones that's wrong. They love to throw out terms like Nazi and communist and blah, 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 when that's exactly what they are. That's called projection, accusing someone of what you're doing. 
putting onto someone else what your own fallacies and insecurities are. That's called projection. People, it is the regression of progression. Progressives don't understand exactly. Let me say that another way. I believe half the progressives don't understand exactly how racist they are or how racist they sound. They even took phrases and words and the first thing they think about is you must be referring to black people. That is a insult to me. Like when I hear somebody use the word thug and it's white folks that got on there. Not black folks, white folks. You know, that's, that's racist. You know, when they say thug, we really know what they mean. I think they mean thug. I didn't know thug only was restricted to one race. So back in the 20s and 40s, those people that were involved in organized crime and did illegal things and violent things, and they called them thugs and hoodlums. That was that was only black people. Well, somebody better tell Dutch Schultz and Lucky Luciano that the people that were under you were apparently all black. Do you see the racism there? So thug is only reserved for black people? I guarantee you that when you look thug up in a dictionary, it doesn't have a race associated with it. They put it there. The people that claim to be on your team, they put that there. The progressives, if there's ever a negative word or connotation and, it, and they are on the losing end of it, all of a sudden it becomes racist or it becomes sexist or it becomes a, a phobe. Why? Because there is no logical way to defend their point or their side. So they have to emotionally incite you. So don't let the progressives con you into believing that they're on your team when they are the ones that are the most racist. You need to ask yourself, why is it that anything negative, such as thug or any other thing that you may use to describe someone in a negative manner, why do they always have to revert that to a race? Why, why is that? Because that's the first thing they think of. I will give you a psychological trick that I learned uh, back in my college days. And it's the way the human mind works. It kind of, you can lie to everyone else, but lying to yourself is something very difficult to do. So the trick was this. The professor said, everyone close your eyes. He goes, now here's what I don't want you to think about. Do not think about a pink pig sitting on a red brick wall. And what's the first thing your mind pops up in? You think about that pink pig on a red brick wall. See, whenever you heard it, that's the first thing that pops into your mind. So it, it, it lets me know exactly how racist that the liberal side is when they hear the term thug or hoodlum or criminal. And the first thing I think about, oh, that's racist. That's, you're, you're referring to somebody black. Why did you think that? They're telling on themselves and they rely on your low IQ level. They rely on you being repeatedly told on how to feel and what your opinion is to shield you from what's right in front of your face. Those that claim to be your ideological allies, those that say that they are your political friends are the ones that are working against you. Well, that's it. And thank you for listening to another episode of Free Mind Thinkers. 
In case you ever want to see the graphics and videos that go along with these wonderful podcast segments, don't hesitate to check us out on our visual platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. You can find us there under the same name, Fremont Things. Check us out. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and dare to think differently.